ba-bam, it's time to get you hit, hit hard, hit at the heart level. See, some of these I know only hit at the head level. And what I wanted to do right now is give you a, a heart hit. That's hard to say quickly. But in any case, here I am driving at night. And uh, I thought, you know, no better time than to jump on, do a little podcast recording and hit my audience with Mike Mac, who I am on the inside and how that affects who I am on the outside. You see, on the outside, and the easiest thing for me to say is, hey, my name is Michael McConaughey, right? Easy, it's on the outside. I could, or Mike, okay, I go by Mike Mac. I was used to be called Big Mac in the military, and I've just made that to be Mike Mac on social media because it has a nice little ring to it. Mike McConaughey, Michael McConaughey makes me think that I'm in trouble for my for my mama. <laughs> and so I'm not in trouble anymore for my mama. I would hope that my mama would be proud of what her son is now doing. Ooh, that hits the heart right there. What I'm doing now. I <clears throat> So let's let's start in. I've got just a little story, a little scene from early on in my life that helped to shape who I am on the inside. And this story, I've got to go back to the time that I was about six years old. And this occurred in my grandfather's ranch. We used to spend our vacation there. And when we drove down, and when we got old enough, we would stay on the ranch with our grandparents. And then our mom and dad would drive back up. And then later, my grandparents would drive up and drop us back off at home before school started. So we got to spend sometimes six weeks, two months, two and a half months, just some, somewhere in there. And so we would spend some time uh, together. And what I want to do for a moment is walk you through uh, an instance that I got in trouble. <laughs> I knew that it was not right. I, I'd been told by my grandfather, by my drill sergeant dad, that I should not go into the goat pen. I loved the goats. Goats are <laughs> interesting creatures. And as a, at a young age, I had a fascination with them. Um, and they're just, not only are they cute when they're babies, when they're kids, actually they're called kids. There's another funny story later when I, when I grow up speaking about having, and I had some, uh, I'll tell it, Hey, it's my podcast and I can, I can roam around. But so, so I had as an adult on a ranch, a pickup that's got the, the wooden sides to make it into like a. The back of the pickup was like a, a livestock area. And I had about four kids, kids meaning baby goats, in the back that we had bought and was taken to our little farm that we were the, I was the caretaker for this farm. 
I say we because it was a girlfriend that was with me at the time. In any case, I take these and stop in at the tractor supply. And I go inside to get some supplies because they still needed to have goat milk. And I'm, we're just going through and we're doing this shopping, that shopping, looking at, you know, different things in this tractor supply store. And, and pretty soon we get to the front, we're checking out, and the sheriff comes in and wants to know whose pickup that was out there. And I'm like, well, it's mine. Well, is there a problem? Well, yeah, we've got reports that you've got kids in the back of the pickup. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've got some kids back there. But see, I knew the baby goats were kids. That's I, I just, I thought he was talking about goats. I thought maybe he wanted, I don't know. But I didn't, it didn't dawn on me that he was talking about kids as in, you know, human kids. <laughs> so we walk out there. And you can hear the goats, and they're crying, and they sound like babies, human babies. And they are doing this little cry, and someone had heard them cry and was turning me in because I had kids, like I had babies in the back of the pickup. And I opened up the little gate thing, and he looked in, and he started laughing. That. <laughs> That we had we had goat kids in the back, so so funny. In any case, I hit you with a hit a little humor. So back to the goat pen at my grandfather's ranch. I'm told not to be in that pen because now the mama goats, the nanny goats, no problem. They're friendly. They'd come over. I'd scratch them on the head, and all of this, you know. They had babies in there, but there was the problem wasn't the female goats, the nanny goats, it was the billy goat that was the problem. And he had warned me that he's mean. Well, he didn't seem all that mean. He'd stand off. You know, he never came to the fence. And he never bothered me. So pretty soon, my six-year-old brain said, it's all right. I'm just going to jump over here and I'd like to get closer and help, you know, pet the kids and the nanny goats. And so I, that's what I did. I climbed over got in there and started scratching on mama's head, playing with the babies. And the billy goat, just minding those business, just watching me. He wasn't doing anything. He didn't. And then pretty soon he came a little closer, like, what's going on over here? This kid over here, what's he doing with the, with, with the nannies and the babies, you know? And, and he come a little closer. And pretty soon I reached out my hand and he was like shaking it. He's moving his head up and down like, hey. Mm-hmm. And so I moved up and I was able to touch the forehead. Now he's really scratching on my, uh, you know, and I'm starting to lean into it and he was enjoying it. And he was having fun. He was lifting his head up and down. I saw the guy. So I began to think that there's no problem. And then he'd get a little closer and he was, now he started pushing on my leg and I'd push back. And this Billy goat, I'm six, I'm six years old. I'm not real big. Okay. I was a little kid, scrawny. Don't think of the big six foot, you know, fat trucker man right now. <laughs> Think of a little six-year-old blonde head kid that, you know, I don't know what I what I weighed, 50, 50 pounds, maybe. <laughs> In any case, it starts to push on my leg, and I'm like, oh, hey, and I started pushing back with my knee. The billy goat's like, oh, he wants to play, and he got a little more rough. 
like, whoa, 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 this is, so I kind of stepped out of his way and put the nanny goat between us. And then, but he wasn't going to, he didn't want me to get away. He wanted to play some more. And so I'm like, no, no, no. So I turned to go out of the, of the goat pen and this Billy goat, just as I got to the fence, he timed it just perfect. And he rammed me in the butt and, and launched me over the fence. I didn't even, I had my hands on the fence, but by the time the Billy goat hit me in the butt, I, I launched over the fence, ended up on the other side, up, you know, with a thud and, and looking up at the sky going, uh, wow, what just happened? <laughs> the wind knocked out of me a little bit more, more about, you know, I was like, uh, and what I didn't know is that my grandfather had seen the whole thing and I had gotten up and I started brushing myself off and, and I, then I see my grandfather and I kind of sheepishly, you know, you know, you're in trouble cause you know, you had done something that you're not supposed to. And, and my grandfather came over and he knelt down and he got down on my level and he said, he said these words to me, he says, did you learn anything? As he kind of pointed to my head. And I thought for a minute, you know, six-year-old brain. I mean, and I said, um, uh, Billy Goat's horns, they're really hard. They they hurt when they when they hit. <laughs> and my, my grandfather laughed and says, yeah, that's true. But did you learn anything else? And by this time, I'm thinking, well, I, I think I know where my grandfather's going, right? So I said, well, it's not a very good idea to be in the goat pen. <laughs> the billy goat gets a little rough. <laughs> so I, and I'm, I'm sorry, Grandpa, I shouldn't have done that. And that's, and then that was it. He, he said, oh, you learned your lesson, he said. So I want to take, take, think about that and that experience with my grandfather. And I want for a moment to switch scenes now and now I'm back home I'm still like six going into what I, what's happening is I'm going to the second grade okay first grade I was six seventh seven at the age of seven I went into second grade if I if I'm remembering this correctly so I'm now going to second grade and I hear this word while I'm at school and I didn't know what it meant and of course it's the F word Okay, I'm I'm keeping this clean. You know that uh, you know. Let's just say it rhymes with truck. Okay, four-letter word. There you go. So you know what it is. And I come home, and I'm I'm thinking about what in the world is this word? I never never heard it before. We're sitting around the dinner table, and my musical mama is on the left, and on the right is my drill sergeant dad. And I, I knew that my my musical mama was somewhat educated. She knew words, and if there was you know reading to be done, she did it. And so naturally, I just turned to my mama, probably because I was I was a big old mama's boy. I wasn't very big, but I was a mama's boy for sure. And so I turned to my my mama and I said, Hey, what does you know F 
mean and before i even got the word mean out my <laughs> i end up being knocked out of my chair chair flopped over and i ended up down on the floor same as what happened in the goat pen <laughs> you know now i'm back down i'm down on the floor and my my drill sergeant dad had backhanded me as soon as i let that f bomb come out of my seven-year-old mouth and as and i'm like bewildered i'm like whoa what and i get back up and i fix the chair and i get back in my chair sheepishly of course and uh so i pretty much finished didn't really want to eat anymore i didn't know what had happened and in that moment my drill sergeant dad said we do not use that language in this house and so i got my answer kind of <laughs> i didn't know what f means but i knew it wasn't something i was supposed to say later that evening my drill sergeant dad outside begins to explain the fact that we do not use that language in front of ladies, in front of women. And so now I look back and see that experience and think, you know, my drill sergeant dad was protecting his woman, my mama, from that kind of language. And it has taken me a long time to figure that out. But that is the type of thing that happened for my drill sergeant dad. His discipline was quick. It was uh, hard. But in that quick, hard discipline, I learned very quickly. In fact, to this day, now, <laughs> let's. I'm going to be open and honest. To this day, I still cringe when there are ladies in the room and guys are being foul-mouthed and vulgar using the F-bomb. And so, now, <laughs> the funny thing is, is I'm now married to a woman <laughs> who is in a family where she's got, you know, a couple of sisters, a brother, a mom, a dad, their uh, trucker type of history in their family, and guess what? They all, <laughs> they all, you know, mother trucker is like a, a, a common occurrence when you're around most anything. Now, kudos to my wife. She has calmed that down. I don't, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm thinking that it's because of me and that I don't, I really don't. Now, of course, when I'm by myself and my drill sergeant, <laughs> Dad, he, I saw this, you know, out in the shop or away from, you know, any ladies, then this, uh, yeah, it lets the F-bombs fly. That, uh, I'm, if I'm in the shop, in fact, that's a, just to be in the shop for me, I, I, I cringe because I know some F-bombs are going to be coming out of my mouth. Unless, of course, there's a lady present or kids. And so you'll find on my podcast, my media that from that one experience from my drill sergeant dad i don't use those vulgar language yeah i still say you know three-letter words like ass but it's in the bible right and i say four-letter words like shit i try not to because that's a little bit vulgar uh, and i 
you know, I'll say poop <laughs> or poo. So in any case, I, I digress. What I really wanted to get to the to on this podcast, the reason I'm doing and talking about this is because of who I am on the inside uh, came from two different father figures, one in my drill sergeant dad with outer discipline of actions and things that I would say that came quick, hard, and in a way that I learned very quickly and remembered for the rest of my life. Okay, that that thing happened five decades ago. Half a century, those two different experiences happened. And out of those two experiences, from my grandfather in the in the gentle way that he I still remember that when I was at there and I became a better boy at my grandfather's ranch after the way that my grandfather had interacted with me and let me know that I had learned a lesson and I think I've taken I've throughout my life I'm able to take the best from both worlds I know that as I tell a scene or a story that I can help someone else understand maybe a little bit about who they are and maybe they can connect with me in ways that are possible and help and that's why I this hit and run podcast is all about you know inspiration inspirational hits that hit the heart and wow as I think about the the two different ways you see I loved my grandfather all the time and here's here's a huge difference my grandfather and the way he he acted and responded to me being that snotty-nosed bratty little kid somehow somehow or another he could see the man that I would become to would come to be later in my life and guess what I'm finally realizing after five decades that my drill sergeant dad even though he never said the words I love you I now realize he was showing me love in the discipline that he provided me in the way that he responded I'm gonna in some ways I think it was more reaction than respond with my drill sergeant dad as opposed to my grandfather who responded in kindness I see my drill sergeant dad reacting with that that hard fast discipline hopefully I'm making some sense but in those two dichotomies to the, the same coin, but, the, you know, they're flipped. You've got one that's gentle, that's a- allowing me to work on my inside with my grandfather. It was always about thinking. It was always about seeing something in a different way. And it, it's, it's amazing to me. Whereas my drill sergeant dad was the outer, was the disciplinarian of the actions with a backhand or a, a swat to the butt or a belt or a, 
you know, something that that I had done wrong on the outside. It came from my drills. the The correction came from the outside with a with a physical action, with barely any words. But with my grandfather, it was an inward, an an inward journey, with usually some kind of question or a leading question that allowed me time to think. Drill Sergeant Dad, no time to think, an instant reaction, uh, discipline is applied, and I'm left to figure it out that, hey, that is something that we do not do. Whether it was throwing rocks at windows, <laughs> uh, BB gun shooting at seagulls, uh, uh, burning, uh, those like hairspray cans and having them explode, you name it, we got into trouble, all kinds. Of, and I go, oh, I, the list is long. Those are just some of the few that I got disciplined for, for my drill sergeant dad. The funny thing is, as I think about it, the time I spent with my grandfather, um, I don't really remember being in that much trouble after that seven when i was six or seven six turning seven that summer between first grade and second grade and but i remember that i learned a lot i learned about who i you know uh, who i was it, it was like the beginning part of who i was on the inside and that i needed to pay attention to what's going on in my in my head in my heart and that helped me to change while i was at my grandfather's ranch the things that i did with my hands and that that right there is the crux or the 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 the, the thing i want to hit your heart with is that i came from two I'm like a product of two very different um, father figures. And I'm so thankful that I had both because now I can see, I, I, I've, been, I, I've been in a place where I've needed to use a physical reprimand, let's say a spanking. Yes, I believe in it. Why? Because it worked so well when I was a kid. It changed my way of seeing things and doing things dramatically and very quickly. <clears throat> but I also, when I can take, and sometimes those do come as a reaction on my part as a parent. What I'm also learning to do is to be more like my grandfather and have time to, to respond to the child in a way that, I can, I can slow it down, think about it, think of a question that I can ask that helps the kid to think about what they've done and how it can affect other people around them. But in any case, that's the hit. The, the difference between my drill sergeant dad and my grandfather my, that spiritual giant of a man at, that I spent summers with. And so there you go. You've been, kapow, you've been hit. 
with a hopefully to the heart at least it does in my heart hits to wow it does because i now realize it's the person i've becoming i would not become if i had not had the two influences in my upbringing it, it's wow it's just wow in both instances i you see i had no question growing up that my grandfather loved me with my drill sergeant dad it took me a few decades <laughs> yeah it took me a few decades because i figured because he didn't tell me that he didn't love me i i thought that my drill sergeant dad hated me oh see now that's tough that's that's where i had been for decades i thought that my drill sergeant dad hated my guts because I could never seem to do anything that would please him. And in that, I think I became a people pleaser, tried to over <laughs> to compensate for, and try to please my dad along the way. Maybe, maybe I'm just becoming my own psychologist there for a second. But it's, it's huge for me to realize that there is a time to, to have quick, hard discipline that hits hard. There is a time for that. It's, it's like the red light action that, that a kid has. They need that quick, hard response to say, no, the knives, the knives will, are dangerous. The gun, the, the stepping out of the street. When the life, when the life of the child is in danger, boom, time to, time to react with discipline that will help them to realize right now that's something not to do the yellows <laughs> not so you know life-threatening they might get you know a, a, a little burn or a little cut or or whatever maybe there's time to respond a little differently and then of course there's also the green light <laughs> and i see the green light one as my grandfather stood off afar and let me get booted out of the you know, or should I say, butted <laughs> out of the pen by the by the billy goat in the, in the goat pen. Uh, he he just greenlighted that, didn't he? He allowed me to find out for myself, and without much, you know, there was hardly any. There was no intervention from my from my grandfather in that instance. And I think back, what if that had been my drill sergeant dad? that saw me because I received my, those rules from my drill sergeant dad. And, but my, see, my, my parents had already left to go home, leaving my older brother and I there at, at the ranch. And so my drill sergeant dad was not there. It was, it was my grandfather. And so I, I wonder how that would have been different. I know there would have been a spanking involved that let me know, even with the, with the, you know, getting butted out of the pen, my drill sergeant dad, had he been there, I would have got more uh, <laughs> hits to the butt, let's say, because of breaking a rule that he laid down for me. That's his drill sergeant way. Was a, and he was truly a really, in reality, a drill sergeant in the army. And so 
with that, I've I've wandered all over the place. I hope that I've hit your heart the way this is hitting my heart and have a little heart-to-heart hit. But now, uh, I'm sad to say, it's time for me to run. <laughs>